Welcome to this episode of the BCEN and Friends podcast. Today's featured guest is Mike Mooney. After working in the motorsports industry for 25 years, Mike embarked on a new journey, driving reputation. Mike's passion to serve, entertain, and most importantly, build people up has led him to the next stage of his career, empowering and driving people forward. Our hosts today are Bridget Flood, Director of Strategy and Operations at BCEN, and Janie Shoemaker, Executive Director of BCEN. Janie and Bridget, take it away. Hello, and welcome to the BCEN and Friends podcast, where we have interesting conversations about learning with a wide range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Bridget Flood, Director of Strategy and Operations here at BCN, and I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, Executive Director. Hey, Janie. Hi, Bridget. So Janie, today, We have a great guest, his name is Mike Mooney, and Mike is actually helping people blow open the doors of opportunity through the power of something that's called uh, reputation. So after more than 25 years of guiding athletes, executives, and organizations through the maze of building and rebuilding distinctive brands and protecting their reputations, in the high performance, high profile, and high pressure world of professional motorsports. Mike recently launched MikeMooney.com. And this platform is to help individuals and organizations through the reputation shift, which we'll talk about later. As a keynote speaker, consultant, author, and coach, Mike is living his passion of driving people forward which you could say sums up his approach to life. Ever curious, committed, and enthusiastic, Mike wants to genuinely connect with people to help them reach their personal or professional goals. Mike hails from New York and lives with his wife, Krista, and their three children in Charlotte, North Carolina. So Mike, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you, Janie. Great to uh, to be with you today, and I appreciate that generous introduction as well. Looking forward to the conversation. Did I miss anything big? Uh, no, no. I, I think I think that was great. I think that was great. Thank Perfect. you. <laughs> so, where we'd like to start is, if you wouldn't mind, from your um, point of view, just telling us a little bit more about yourself, what your journey has been like. Um, and how you became an expert on reputation, and most importantly, maybe what the value of reputation means to an individual and or an organization. Uh, that sounds great. And, and again, thank you. Um, really been looking forward to this. And, and as I think back, I'll tell you, my, my career has, has been spent the last 25 years in professional motorsports. So I was working um, in brand strategy, uh, marketing communications and sponsorships, as well as crisis management and reputation rehabs. And, and uh, I've been doing that for, um, for brands like Mercedes-Benz, Tylenol, 
Walmart, AT&T, Sunoco, Sprint, uh, many, many different organizations where it was, it was my role in either NASCAR, IndyCar, or Formula One, where they were investing these dollars to help them figure out not only how do we bring our programs to life uh, from a sponsorship standpoint to um, ensure they're getting the return on investment for the millions of dollars that they were investing in, in racing, but more importantly, it was helping them to uh, protect reputation and their brands in a, uh, in a very you know, high performance and, and fast moving sport. So that's, that's really where um, I had cut my teeth over time uh, and got to this place several years back where I started looking at reputation, Bridget, and looking at the power of it. And, and the reality is that more often than not, reputation was looked at as the now what right? Like right. now, what do we do now that the proverbial poo has hit the fan? You know, what do we do now? And, you know, as I deconstructed various crisis situations, I, and, and those ranged from driver deaths to fan injuries to uh, sponsors, you know, claiming, uh, filing bankruptcy to just drivers being knuckleheads and saying stupid things on, on live national TV. Uh, you know, it really became clear to me that our reputations aren't something to take lightly, but what if we switched the way we looked at it from being this reactive have to do to a proactive what if, and how could we actually build reputation to help ourselves as individuals, but then also uh, organizations? Um, that's, that's fascinating. And I wanna just talk about, you know, cause when I think as an individual, um, about reputation, I, I kind of go right back to, you know, my personal brand, which is what you do with your LinkedIn profile or, you know, your Facebook profile. Yeah. And is there a difference between the two? And if so, what is the difference between my personal brand and my reputation? Yeah, that's a great question, especially as people are thinking about the, 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 how they actually connect, to be quite honest. Your personal brand and, and reputation are, are really interwoven. In fact, I, I'd argue that your reputation is the foundation of your, of your uh, personal brand, of the brand of you. And, and in that space, I would say that you know, your reputation, I always use this as, as a definition, like your reputation speaks for you when you aren't there to speak for yourself. It's, the, it's that, that okay. what you're known for out and about, but your brand is, in my opinion, the promise of an experience people will have with you. So they want to know, like, you know, what, what will it be like when I spend time with, with Janie? You know, what, what do I know about their brand? And then the reputation really is just sort of like you backing up your brand with everyday consistent behavior and, and, and words and the way that you interact with people. It's truly about how then do you bring that brand to life? You know, and you had asked a question earlier too, uh, Bridget, that I, I wanted to flip back to you as well. Yes, about the value of a reputation, you yeah. know, to the individual, you know, I love asking people this question and I'll ask you and Janie, because I'd love to hear what, what your thoughts are. If you had to put a dollar value on your reputation right now, what would that be? Like, what's the dollar value? What, what, what's your reputation worth? How much is that? Oh, I, I think everything. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I, I, Mark or Mike, I would say it's priceless. I can't even put a value on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, 
And, and I would say, I'd say you're both right. You know, when I, when I ask that question, I usually get three answers. One of them um, is it's priceless. Um, the other I'll get sometimes from uh, some of the financial uh, audiences <laughs> or, or business people, they'll say, oh, it's, it's 10x, it's worth 10x my current salary, right? That they're, they're sort of betting on the, the, the opportunities coming down the line because of their reputation. I still think that's undervalued though, even at 10x. Then the third answer I get is the one that, that I absolutely love because that's telling me that people are now shifting their mindset around reputation. And the answer is, I never really thought of it that way. I never really thought of associating a dollar amount with my reputation. And the reason that I, I bring that up is, is because the reality is we, we often don't recognize the value of our reputation until after we've paid the Lose price. Right? Yeah. And in today's hyper-connected world, listen, let, let, let's face it, especially in, in the space of, of emergency nursing and the industry you're in, um, you know, we are all citizen journalists today. People are recording on their phones and, and they're capturing snippets of information. And we are connected in, in ways that no other, no other generation or, or, or people have ever, ever experienced in the history of the world where our reputations have never been as valuable yet fragile and vulnerable. You're, I'm almost speechless because it's absolutely true. In, in today's connected world. And um, I'm glad we had this conversation because, you know, I kind of thought reputation and personal brand were kind of connected. And, you know, I think about my LinkedIn profile, which, you know, I haven't touched in 10 years and probably doesn't accurately describe who I am now. Yeah. But I also now know I need to kind of tend to my reputation on an ongoing basis, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, my, my goal and mission is, is to have people thinking about their reputations every single day. And, and this, it's not in a, in a lecturing kind of way, or you better do this or bad things. No, it's not that at all. It's just that, you know, if we were to proactively look at the way that we're, that we're building our reputation and the things that we say, and, and the ways that we interact, because listen, every day reputations are being built and, and for organizations as a whole, it's not necessarily the organization that's building their reputation. The reputation of the organization is built upon the shoulders of every single person that shows up every day with that badge or that logo on, on their clothes representing the organization. So, you know, as, as you're looking about, as you're looking at how you know, you want to present yourself and, and the way that you want to connect, like you said on LinkedIn, um, Bridget, it's think about like in today's world, you know, if you're going to take um, a call, you're going to have a meeting with someone, general, generally the, the next thing you do is check them out online, on social, on LinkedIn. I always do. Right? And, and then that's going to become the yardstick of what the expectation will be of what they're conversation or meeting will be with you. And they're going to say, is it consistent with what I saw online? Because that's the key thing with reputation. People think that it's only built in the, in those like, you know, pressure situations. I, I think that that's baloney, you know, much like everything else in our lives. Um, they're built in those everyday moment to moment, you know, opportunities and how we choose to engage with people. That's what really builds reputation. That's great. I need to look after both of those now. 
Um, <laughs> well, you can, you can. And, and that, you know, and the fact that you're looking at it now and want to do it, I believe you'll get it done, but it's super important. It's super important because uh, people will unfortunately make a decision whether or not to engage uh, with you or an organization based on what they see online. That's, that's yeah. just the reality. Absolutely. This, you know, then this tends for me to think about, you know, our specific audience of nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many of them have gotten their certification. There are many who are also thinking about getting their credential. Um, and so how does that relate to building their brand? Uh, that, that's a that's a great question and so important. So let, let me let me unpack this a little bit for you because y- you you've nailed it with like certification. Sometimes people think, oh, okay, I'm just getting another certification. Oh, it's another thing that I have to do. I would actually encourage you to to look at it different differently and say, here's an opportunity for me to enhance and strengthen my brand. Why is that? Here's an opportunity to strengthen my reputation. Why is that? And how is that? Well, if you think about reputation, one of, the, one of the hallmarks of reputation is trust. And trust is comprised of two elements. The first is character and the second is competency. And what certifications do in this case here, it is building trust around the idea of competency, that you have taken the time, you've invested the time in the skills and in the training to be as efficient and as effective as you can be in your role. That is huge, especially especially in the healthcare world where people have to understand that, look, the person I'm going to see definitely is competent in the work they have to do, especially if it's going to be on me, you know? So, so I want to make sure of that. Then that leads to the other half of this, which is character, right? Character being who you are and how you show up in these situations. Hey, you know, are you helping people with the, with the competence skills you've learned and you're caring for them in a way that's building reputation through and, and trust through character and competence? That, that, that's how I would look at that, quite honestly. It's a huge value, especially in, in your field right now where, where people are questioning, you know, like, is this the best service? Am I safe here? You know, what's my experience going to be? Right. That's a really good point. Um, Jamie, do you have any questions? I do. Um... Mike, I think what you're saying here is so spot on. And I love what you said a minute ago about the, the as you're building your brand and your reputation about the consistency of your behavior. And yeah. I know that we all have our moments, we all have our bad days, but you know, all the years I spent in the field as a nurse leader where we're trying to grow our market share and we're trying to have patients that trust us and are confident in us really the, the, the actions and the behaviors of everybody uh, involved had to be consistent. Um, and if they weren't, well, you really could feel um, the problems start to build up. Um, nurses, you know, are obviously very smart people, highly skilled, very technical. Um, but I think as we've been talking about, one of the key things is people remember how you treated them. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Um, And so that does require nurses to have a high degree of compassion and empathy. And I'm just wondering what you might say about how compassion and empathy funnel into this concept we're talking about where it relates to our reputation and personal brand. Yeah, you know, and and 
first off, you know, um, a, a huge uh, you know word of, of gratitude to all of our nurses and, and doctors, uh, the first responders, the people in, in your field for the work that they've been doing during the, this uh, global pandemic. It's not easy. In many cases, look, I'm a big believer that these are the times when reputations are, are made or, or they're tarnished, right? It comes down to being intentional and making those choices. Um, I use the word intentional intentionally <laughs> because when you talk about that idea of, of being a caregiver and, and how this how the industry is seen, that is a core component of how people from the outside see nurses, doctors, the whole the, the medical field, where it is about compassion um, and and living out the values not only of themselves but but of the organizations of the hospitals or the the companies that they work for. Here's a is a sad kind of statistic out there that that less than 24% of employees actually believe in the values of the organization for whom they work. You believe that Gallup poll found that 24%. It's about yeah, it. Now, isn't it? It, it? it is because what's, what's scary about that um, is that the goal for any leader is to ensure that their team members are not only living into the values of the organization, but more importantly, they are living out the values of the organization. So that there, there, there's, a, there's a little bit of a, of, of a, of a nuance in that of, of living in and living out the values and actually being intentional and how can we bring these values to life? How can we bring and where more importantly, will we bring these areas of caregiving and, and these surprise and delight moments or the ways that they can bring smiles to, to families or, or patients' lives? Um, and I believe quite honestly, you know, as I'm thinking about this and I talk to a lot of different industries, but in, in healthcare, emergency nursing and in, in, in that space, I think you all do an amazing job with that, quite honestly, because you, you are truly facing um, reality in, in a lot of people's lives that many people don't experience on a daily basis. You know, so I, I actually think in your in your field, your listeners and the people who are getting your certifications understand the impact of bringing those values to life. Yeah, that is that is um, that is really a great point. Um, and I, you know, I think that the other thing I want to ask you about while we have you here, Mike, is one of the things that everybody in healthcare really has to do is this whole notion around continuous learning. Uh, there's, there's information coming at us so fast, we couldn't possibly absorb it all if we tried. There's no way. But, yeah. you know, being able to stay um, as knowledgeable and at the top of our game as we can, you know, for the sake of our patients and, and, and also for the people we work with and, and our families and our communities. Um, so I'm wondering if you could say a little bit about why it's so important for people to drive themselves forward with that continuous learning, because that's the first thing that's so easy to put on the back burner because we all get busy and have all these things going on and we think, oh my gosh, I want to do this uh, I want to do this education piece, but I'm just going to have to put it off. And pretty soon it's everything's put off and the year's gone by. And yeah. I wonder what you might say about that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is interesting how, how we can, um, you know, make excuses or, or, you know, talk away the things that we should be doing or could be doing because we're so focused on what we have to do instead of what we want to create and how we want to get there. Um, I, I would say that as you're looking at, the ongoing learning, a couple of things. Um, one is that when, when you are building reputation and trust, uh, as we were talking about, 
that's going to help you get your job done faster. That's going to help get the job done more effectively. Because if you think about the times when you've got to work with someone new, or you have to try something and you know work alongside a partner or someone who you have been working with for a while, when you have trust in them, or you know they've got a strong reputation, it actually allows you to really focus your energy into the work itself, not questioning the individual, not questioning, can they do it? Will they do it? I've heard this about them in the past. This is going to be really difficult. You know, they don't like doing it any other way, but their way, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of misused energy uh, in that vetting space of, can I, can I trust you? Do you have a reputation? So, you know, as you think about that as your foundation of helping to, to actually increase speed in, in the things that you're doing, that, that's an important, uh, important note to, to, to take. The, the second part of that is in racing, you know, in order for any driver to succeed and get better, it's going to require them to continuously get better at their craft. They're testing, they're on simulators, they're in physical training, they're working on their mindset. All of this because becoming the best in the field, becoming a champion requires that they're always trying to become a better version of themselves. And that's no different than what you were saying there, uh, Janie, is that the continued learning, the lifelong learning is just the pursuit of becoming the next best version of ourselves, which these new seasons are gonna require of us. I mean, I'm sure that there, there are your listeners now that are doing things today that they weren't doing a year ago, right? But, but this sure. pandemic has really pushed people to dig in, explore, and try to find that next best version. And that oftentimes is by sharpening our saw. You know, it's like the Abraham Lincoln for a quote that said, if I was given, you know, eight hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend six sharpening my saw, you know, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's what the ongoing learning is all about, you know, and again, those are the places where you become the next best version of yourself, you're getting better, you're building your competency, and then you're starting to really build reputation. Wow, that's powerful. I love that. Thank you for that. No, you're welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, Mike. Yes. Now it's time for some rapid fire questions. Okay. Rapid fire. Here we go. <laughs> it's I not hard. Um, so the first one is: I heard that your favorite band is Journey. Mm -hmm. So, what is your favorite Journey song? Oh man. Well, if, if you if you know me, if you know me in the way I my outlook on life is, and from my career pivot from going from. Uh, 25 years in motorsports where, you know, I had all the relational equity to do my job and I, and I loved it. It was great, but, but felt this other calling to do something different. I wrote a book called Reputation Shift, which was kind of became the centerpiece of my pivot out of racing and now into uh, speaking uh, and, and uh, professional coaching as well as consulting. Um, my favorite song is Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> it's just, that's, that, that's it. That's it, you know? Uh, and I actually know that one. So excellent. Great song. If I had a better voice, I'd try to sing it. Um, oh, you, you and me both. You and me both. You know? <laughs> no, we won't. We, I won't ask you to sing it because I you. wouldn't want to. Um, well, that, that's why I'm a drummer. So, okay. <laughs> Not the singer. So, what's been one of the best lessons you learned as you have been building your new practice? Yeah. So, I would say that it, it's truly that there's no shortcut for consistency and time. 
You know, I heard this quote when, when I was getting ready to, to pivot out because in order to do that, just to be quite honest, um, it took me a couple of years of, of doing like the, the internal work, right? On me, on, on my, my mindset um, of what I believed I could do and, and the value I wanted to bring. Uh, as well as sort of just the, the emotional and energetic strength to, to be able to step out into this new and unknown space. But what's really been like key uh, is that the fact that people underestimate what they can do in four years, but overestimate what they can do in one, right? So it's this idea that if you're going to do something and you're going to stay in it, there's rarely ever that like, you know, overnight success story. In fact, if you, if you think about that, overnight successes are usually like 20 years in the making, right? So can, there's no shortcut for consistency in time. That's been the best lesson that, that I've learned. And just to believe that in this, like the, the compounding power of momentum of once you keep going and going and going what doors open up as a result. And I kind of, I think of that specifically for your audience, as you look at certifications, as you look at ongoing training, as you look at that community, that it takes time, right? So don't shortcut it because you want the immediate gratification. It, it's going to take time to build up the things that you're looking for that are going to be of value and worth. Oh, that's great. That is. So Mike, I can tell that you're extremely passionate and very knowledgeable about what you're doing right now. So I don't know if you Thank even you. are going to have a have a, another thing, but we're, we, I am curious if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what do you think you would be doing? That's it's so funny you asked that question. I, I would probably still be in motorsports to some some degree, you know, I've had the opportunity to work for the companies themselves, the race teams and agencies. It's been, it was an amazing ride, but to your point, I mean, this, I'm truly, I'm truly living in that space of, of what I believe I was designed to do. And I say that with, with no ego, it's just truly have, having done this work. Um, the seed for what I'm doing today was planted July 8th of 2006. So I've spent, you know, the better part of 14 years, you know, getting ready for this time and this moment, you know. So um, if I weren't doing this, I'd probably still be in racing. But goodness, I, I, uh, I don't want to be doing anything else. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you're very passionate about this. It's, it's contagious. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. But it's just so important. I mean, if you think about the power of reputation, the open doors, right? And, and to, to change people's lives, it can change the trajectory of your life, not even knowing it, just by the, by the reputation that you're building, starting with your values and then your decisions and your behavior and the things that you bring to life. I, I've, I've just seen it work firsthand for me personally, but also in, in my career and the people that I've worked with that, you know, they come back and say, Mike, now that I'm looking at reputation through this lens of recognizing that I'm, I'm earning my reputation every single day. It's completely changed the way that I interact with people. It's changed the way that I interact with my family, with, with my coworkers. And I'm seeing the benefit of, in a leadership role of how I can then help others get to that next level. So yeah, I, and I appreciate you saying that so much, Janie, because I am passionate about this because I, I know the impact it can have on both sides of, of the coin. For it's sure. just a choice. It's a choice. For sure. Well, my last, I, our last rapid fire question for you, Mike, is, is do you have a favorite, but we're kind of collecting a reading list here. I, and so I'm wondering if you have a favorite book, uh, leadership or, or whatever topic, what kind of a book would you recommend that you think would be impactful for our listeners to take a look at? 
And so, it could be your own book too. Right. <laughs> yeah, I well, yes. To, to plug my own book, that that will be that will be a great one for people to to check out. Reputation shift for sure. Um, it, it's uh, you know high performance lessons from pit road to the boardroom, and I unpacked five actionable strategies that we can each be using every single day to protect and build our reputation. So yes, I, I would say check that out for sure. But um, in, in the the uh, the other side of it, and sharing some other books that I've read that, are, that I love, one of them is called The Go Giver, and that's by uh, Bob Berg, and that's a, a great book for for leaders and for people just to to really you know reframe the way they're going about their days in terms of giving and helping and and not thinking about your return on this, but you will get the return. Like Zig Ziglar once said that you can get everything you want by helping people get yes. what they want. Right. So it's really just that reminder that sometimes we get we get in our own way and caught up with I want, I need, I have to get. Um, and then what do I have to do to get there? This is a flip on that where it might be I need and I have and I, I have to get. But this is about how do I do that for others? How do I help other people get that and make that a part of my daily my daily living, not just when it pops up, but again, being conscious of how can I be a bridge for someone else? How can I be a resource for somebody in need that, yes, maybe in time I'm planting a seed, I'm getting some good karma points, it'll come back to me, but it's doing it for those purposes first and foremost. Um, so The Go-Giver is a great one. Another great book I'm in the process now of reading by Dr. Joe Dispenza is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that is an amazing book um, on mindset and the physiology of mindset and intention um, and really allowing us to live into the potential that all of us have within us. So that's what I would say, the, wow. those two books. That's great. Thank you. That's a great reading list there that we've got. Have you heard of either of those? I'm just curious. Um, I have not. I, I read a book once called The Go-Getter, but I have not heard of The Go-Giver. So I think that sounds amazing. Cool. Well, it's an easy one to, to read, The Go-Giver. Um, Dr. Joe's book uh, has a lot of, a lot of uh, science in it, which is pretty amazing, just backing up the, the power of how our thoughts really do influence and impact our, um, our health and the way that we interact with the world. So it's a, it's a great book. Excellent. Thank you. Um, my, I guess I did have one more question, Mike, sorry. Um, but it's an easy one. And, and it is, is that if our audience would like to follow you online or on socials, where can they do that? Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for even offering that up. I, I appreciate that. So you can find me in a couple of places. Uh, first, you could go to my website, mikemooney.com. That's M-O-O-N-E-Y. And then uh, you can also uh, find me on LinkedIn uh, there as well. I love to connect with, with people there. And then on Instagram, uh, at Mike underscore Mooney, as well as on Twitter, the same handle, at Mike underscore Mooney. Okay, well, terrific. Yes. Oh, and on YouTube, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. You can find me there also. I put oh, out okay. video and content. Yeah, and a lot of it is around the idea of reputation, but also how does your brand play into that, your mindset, and then the influence that you're creating. So that's where a lot of my content and messages and, and what I teach people to do to really, again, blow open those doors of opportunity. Oh, yeah. YouTube is really important. It's, a, it's an important platform, especially for our younger listeners. So Absolutely. Glad you mentioned that.
Yeah, and I'm a big, I, I like to learn things on YouTube. So that's great. So Mike, I, I just wanted to take this time to thank you for joining us for this episode of BCN and Friends. Um, just a big heartfelt thanks, Mike. Um, there were a lot of nuggets that people can take away from this. I know I'm going to spend a little, a little bit more time on my um, reputation um, and maybe get my personal brand a little more up to date, but I think the reputation is where um, I want to spend some more time. So thank you for that. Uh, well, thank you again. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to join you both and, and, and more importantly, speak, uh, speak with you about such an important group of people in our world that I, I know even uh, oftentimes uh, don't know how much people appreciate them, but just please, if I could just say right now on behalf of so many, thank you for all that you're doing to take care of so many in their times of need. So, you know, thank you for that. And thank you for, for what you all do in, in that community and the certifications to keep driving people forward. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Amen. And then to all of our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with this series and bring you new and meaningful content and perspectives. And if any of you have a suggestion for an episode topic or a speaker, please, please email us at bcen <laughs> at bcen.org. I'm Bridget Flood here with Janie Shoemaker. And on behalf of the entire BCM team, we thank you, we celebrate you for all that you're doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time.